0: Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings. Brought to you as an educational program under the nonprofit Mana Scholarship Fund, our program is designed to help you better understand issues related to your physical and mental diet, what you consume that is impacting your head, your heart, and your soul. We are thankful to our business partnership with Paradigm Security and Mr. Rick Strawn for providing this opportunity to come to you. We hope to enrich your lives as he has enriched ours. So our topic today is making mental shifts that create change. Last week, we talked about the things, the three things that often prevent us from making those changes. And I asked people to write down things that they wanted to make the changes, like how they wanted to make change and the things that they thought in their head about like that prevented them from making those changes and so I hope that you've done your homework because in therapy we I assign a lot of homework because everything doesn't happen in the 55 or 60 minutes that you're seeing me it happens in life and so the life part is the place that you really want to catch it and change it and so I um, want you to pull out that list. I want you to look at it. I hope it's been helpful to you. And I want us to talk today about what are those things that, how do we need to think? How do we need to perceive life, people, relationships, and situations so that we can make those changes? So... These are what I call the antidotes to the barriers of change. So the first antidote, drum roll please, is vulnerability. Oh, I'm sorry, is trust. It's the antidote to vulnerability. Last week we talked about how vulnerability is the awareness of being capable of being hurt, harmed, or, or being in pain. Nobody likes to feel pain, and so... What are those things that um, happen that create that sense of vulnerability to let you know that, oh, my God, I might potentially be in pain. And so the antidote to that is trust. And trust is believing that another person or entity will not will not harm you or does not gain anything from inflicting pain or causing harm to you. Now, life Create situations in which people don't think they say things things fly out of their mouths without going through their head first and so what um <clears throat> what people some people do is they will be hurt by these impulsive thoughts you know and feelings and behaviors of others so a lot of times when we are a vulnerable person and we have been in pain we are sort of attuned to those types of uh, behaviors of others. And so, for example, I, I used the example last time about um, having social anxiety and being afraid of going to um, a party or a dinner party or whatever. And so if your belief system so there's a belief system that's going on in your head that's been developed over time, over years. And if the belief system is, people aren't going to like me. They're going to reject me. Um, whatever happens, if that's your belief system, it's gonna ha- you're going to see it. Sort of like if you you know want to buy a red Miata, then all, all of a sudden you start seeing red Miatas everywhere. And so our brain is primed and uh, and attuned to seeing and interpreting things, no matter if it has anything to do with you or not. Um, People are attuned to those feelings and and, uh, signals that they're being rejected. And so in order to get beyond that sense of somebody else is trying to hurt me I need to trust that other person more than I even trust that belief inside of my brain and so it's 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 what people call giving the benefit of the doubt and so what if I gave that person the benefit of the doubt that they're not actually trying to like hurt me they're not trying to reject me maybe they're just having a bad day and they don't feel like smiling today Maybe their stomach hurts. Maybe they've got gas and they're embarrassed to let it out. Who knows what's going on inside of that other person, right? And so having that trust that someone is not intentionally trying to hurt you will relieve you of the belief system that they're trying to hurt me. So one of the things that I always encourage my clients to do is to think about or seek someone or something that you trust more than you trust yourself in order to get better and make those changes. If you don't have this system or this person set up yet, don't give up hope. Keep looking. This is one of the primary reasons why I continue to work on my relationship with God. I believe that God wants the best for me in my life. I believe he has set me on a a positive path but I will tell you when I was 17 years old and dealing with my eating disorder I literally I remember the day I looked up in the sky and I was like what what why do you hate me so bad I was talking to God and I was like what why I felt like such a victim and in some, some res- um in some respects I was a victim we are all victims of the things that we grow up with, the people we grow up with, mom and dad, and their decisions. And so you know, one of the decisions that my parents made was to get a divorce because it was the best thing. And, and now I can see that from an adult brain, I understand that. As a child, it didn't, it didn't make sense. And so I felt rejected, abandoned, alone, um, like, like I wasn't safe, I wasn't loved. And so, I ended up, like, God used that situation to help me create a pathway to having a relationship with him. So, I, I challenge you, I encourage you to find someone or something that you trust more than you trust the negative beliefs in your head. So, that's your first thing. So, trust is the antidote to vulnerability the second thing that we talked about last time was shame well actually actually it was the third but i'm going to talk about it now shame is that sense of i do not like who i am Um, i compared it with guilt i contrasted it with guilt guilt is i feel guilty about I, i feel bad about what i've done shame is i feel bad about who i am and so the antidote to shame is compassion so compassion is the ultimate acceptance of yourself. Having compa- people, lots of people can have compassion for other people. Oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for them, which that's really not compassion, but I understand what they feel and I'm sorry that they're in that situation. I see the pain, I resonate with that pain. That's compassion. It's looking at someone's pain without rejecting them and without putting and negative um, belief system on it and without shaming them or rejecting them. Compassion is accepting that person without judgment. There, there's my nutshell. So compassion towards yourself would be accepting yourself, all of your flaws, all of the bad things you've done, all of the people that you've hurt without shaming, or rejecting yourself. Can you do that? That's a hard thing to do. So, compassion, again, is the ultimate acceptance of the self, regardless of the pain, the struggles, and the sensitivity that you may have regarding any sort of traumatic history that you have. You are not invincible, nor are you a machine. Compassion... Also involves a desire to help someone, including yourself, out of their pain. So pain may drive you to the therapeutic office. Compassion is what's going to help you get out of the therapeutic office. Because unless you have some compassion about, you know what, I've I've had a whole lot of crap. I didn't I I always like to say that we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. And that they're doing the best that they can with the information that they had at the time. So, whenever I think about like the things my parents did when I was a kid, you know, some of them were great and some of them weren't. But I have compassion for them because they were 19 years old, they were kids, they didn't have a whole lot of understanding about life and how to raise a baby. And so, I understand a lot of the mistakes and the decisions that they made. Um, the last point about this is that self-compassion involves accepting and understanding that you didn't do anything to cause the pain. You were literally a victim in the, the beginning of the situation and that you deserve to have healing. And you just give yourself that mental break. So it's sort of like that, that, that negative critical voice in your head. It's what I call the bitch in your head. You become the person that is actually the nice compassionate person for yourself. It's very difficult to do, I understand that. It takes a lot of practice. First you gotta catch yourself being negative and critical. And so I'm gonna introduce the, the new set of homework, right? So last week I asked you to write down what you wanted to change and the negative beliefs that you had about it. Now I want you to write down on a third side Or maybe on the backside if if someone else were saying those things uh, about themselves or to you or you know about themselves and in the situation they were in what would you say to them if you would be compassionate and loving then write that out and then once you've done you're finished writing those things out I want you to apply it towards yourself which is super hard it's so hard and it's like, sometimes it even breaks your brain a little bit. Like, oh, I can't even get my brain around that, that concept at all. And so th- the thing is, is that it is, you've learned how to be negative and how to try and protect yourself with that negativity. But it's, it's going to take you a lot of practice to actually apply the compassion towards yourself so that you can give yourself a break. I talked about um, just a second ago about giving other people the benefit of the doubt. Now it's time to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. So I want you to practice that compassion thought process towards yourself. Another thought that just went through my head is there. we have objective and subjective thought process, right? So a subjective thought process is, well, yeah, like, I understand that you can go to that dinner party and feel comfortable and calm and and safe, but I can't because everyone's going to be looking at me. So subjective is my view of myself in the situation. Objective is how would I view you in that situation? And so it's hardest to create an objective point of view towards yourself. But this is another part of what helps create compassion. If you can have, if you would have more compassion towards another person in your exact situation, then you need to practice thinking that way about yourself in that situation. That's compassion. The last antidote to pain is, that's two things, but I'm putting them together. Love and action. So love is part of that process that we have that's involved in compassion it's acceptance of the individual in spite of the thoughts the feelings and the behavior it's um, a connection with your heart that defies all logic and at times the words Uh, i was talking with some of my colleagues the other day in our bible study um and about just like how amazing and vast um god's love is for us i know a lot of people out there don't feel that don't see that don't think that but this is something that actually keeps me going because god's unconditional love i I, and i said i don't think that people can actually wrap their heads around what unconditional love looks like feels like sounds like it's just and the closest thing they said well what 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 could you think of that might become close and I said a dog a dog's love for its owner if the owner isn't abusive is the closest thing that I can think of of unconditional love I can yell at my dog Siggy but then I'll turn around and I'll say I'm sorry buddy and I'll hug him and he is right there with his tag just to wait uh, just to, you know wagon and so anything that we do that um might be hurtful towards another and if we can shift that because we do that towards ourselves, right and so love it's just so big and it's also a part of the attachment process the way that we love people is a reflection of the attachment That and the way that we were loved. So we are taught how to love by mom, dad, grandma, siblings, all of those people that are closest to us. And then we turn around and we love other people that way. And so part of the process of growth that I see just as a human being and in making change is trying to practice the thoughts. the thoughts that are around love, like if you love someone else, try and and kind of isolate the way that you think about them and then turn that around and try and think about that self. Uh, think about that toward and put that towards yourself. Sorry, I'm mincing my words. The other thing that um, is an antidote to pain is action. We have to... We have to be courageous. We have to take those steps. We have to put that... Thoughts are an internal action. And so I want you to think about a a flaw in, in logic is that time heals all wounds. Nope. It's not. I have people that come in and they've never talked about... They've never opened up. They've never expressed anything about any of their pain to any you know like i've been abused in this way and so they've never talked about that in fact a lot i've heard many 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 times in the last 20 something years gosh i've never told that to anybody and <clears throat> so the fact that someone is going to open up means that they've learned to trust me and that they are willing to take that risk and put their shame and all of those things to the side and just and, and begin to talk about it. And that process in and of itself is what helps get that pain out. We talked about that again last time. So action, if you want to, d- to make a change, sometimes you just have to do it. Um, one of my things that I, One of my favorite sayings from my father is that you do it and then you talk about it. Don't promise me what you're going to do. Do it first and then talk about it. And when we are in the process of making changes, sometimes you just gotta do it. And then you gotta deal with whatever the fallout is. Most of the time, and you know this is true, most of the time, the worst thing doesn't happen. It's just in your head because it's already happened. And so what I say to you is if it's already happened, you are a warrior, you are a victor, and let's move forward and change the narrative okay so this time we have talked about the antidotes to change or the antidotes to the barriers of change so trust compassion love and action and so I I think that being courageous excuse me (coughs) and taking the steps towards Liking yourself, loving yourself is really hard. Love and like are very, very different. I might love somebody in my family, but it doesn't mean I like them and I want to be around them. What we desire, I think, as all human beings is to be liked. Because if I'm liked, then I'm attracting people. I want to be around that person. And so this is one of those things that I think that little kids, like, I have two nephews. Well, I have three nephews, and um, the younger ones are—they just—they just kids just love like, and they're happy and they're talkative and they're engaging and, and that's because a lot of the times they don't have that negative belief system that's developed. It's just, hey, life is good today and right now, and so a lot of the times um, I think that we need to live life like a three-year-old does that's dealing with you know expressing my pain when I'm when I'm in expressing it when I'm in pain cry talk about it you know just deal with it Um, laugh be silly be goofy live in the moment be mind be you don't have to be mindful you just live in the moment you're just authentically who you are and so that's a huge piece of liking yourself. The reason why a lot of people don't like themselves is because they, when they think about themselves, they see all of the bad. Well, I promise you, you are not all bad. There are elements of good in you. They may be slivers, and that's okay. When we put that intention and we focus on those slivers, they tend to get bigger. So... Um, I want to thank you guys today for paying attention. I want you to do your homework. I want you to list out what you would say to another person if you were giving them the benefit of the doubt and giving them self compassion, giving them compassion. And then I want you to turn that on yourself. So I hope this has been helpful today. Um, I'm trying to help you make some. Changes in your life that are positive and hopeful and healthy. And so um, thank you again for listening. You can always subscribe to the show. You can always watch us on Facebook Live. You can also find us on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. All shows are also archived on businessradiox.com. Just go to businessradiox.com select the Gwinnett Studio, and click on Food, Faith, and Feelings. Until next time, I am Dr. Jeannie Burnett, and this has been another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings on Business Radio X.